Greetings, fellow visitors. This is Upgrade Terminal, a Star of Providence fancast. I'm Malachi. And I'm Nick. Welcome back to the facility. It's so nice to be talking to you. <laughs> Likewise. What is something nice that happened to you this week? Uh, so continuing on the theme that I suspect we'll, we'll see quite often as the show goes on, uh, mine's food related. So <laughs> one of the uh, big purchases that my parents have done over the last few years is a, is a wood-fired oven. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And so by far the thing that we use it for the most is homemade pizzas. So mm -hmm. so what happens is that my mom takes the dough and by hand makes it into pizza dough. Then we get the oven fired up at very high temperatures. Then we prepare the pizzas mm -hmm. and we just cook them. And let me tell you, freshly made homemade good ingredients and cooked just the right just the right time mm -hmm. it's delicious it's delightful the one of the pizzas that we got to try out doing homemade for the first time it was a mozzarella jalapeno and avocado pizza oh wow which is honestly it's fantastic it's really good and and just just it just makes me very happy that i, oh. I get to have that yeah, that sounds amazing. I need it to is. remember to eat something before we record the podcast. This is making me hungry. <laughs> so as to not make you any more hungry, uh, mm -hmm. what about you? What ha What's going on with you? Well, um, I don't know if I mentioned this to you. I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast. But um, for the past two years, uh, I have a big tree in my front yard. And I love trees in general. I always have. I loved climbing them when I was a kid. And... The tree in front of our house kind of started dying, which was really upsetting. <laughs> and my condolences. We, yeah, we couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. And I finally had a tree doctor come look at it um, about a month ago. And he said, well, the tree just hasn't gotten enough water. And so we got some sprinklers on our lawn and I've started watering the tree very regularly. Mm. I didn't know that not watering a tree was something that could, you know, I didn't think that that would, I mean, trees take care of themselves, right? Like I, it rains, the tree drinks the rain. I didn't know I needed to be watering it regularly. It's so big. I thought they'd take care of themselves, but it turns out you do need to water them regularly. It's a plant. It needs to be watered. Yeah. But it's just, it had like lived on its own for so long. I was like, Oh, but you know what? It needed a little bit more TLC than I knew. So we started watering it. And thankfully this year leaves started to bloom um, and the foliage just got thicker and thicker. And this week um, I've just enjoyed sitting out underneath the tree. And I even took a nap under the tree. I was laying underneath it, looking up into its branches and the leaves and the sunlight filtering down through it. And I'm just so happy that our tree came back to life and it didn't die because I felt really, really bad if I would have killed it. So, well, I would also have expect that in a couple of months you'll start hearing bird songs from the tree. Oh yeah, no, already. Yeah, the birds the birds have come back and I'm going to have to rake a bunch of leaves in the fall, but that's okay. That's part of it. I like it. 
So there is a little bit of a, a an issue that I want to bring up and acknowledge, which is, is mm-hmm. which is that this episode that we're recording right now is the first one that is being recorded after the big announcement that the name of the game is literally going to change. Mm-hmm. Now, we do have a future episode all about that planned. We're going to get to that. We're going to talk about it. Don't you worry. But this episode, we're going to be talking about playing Monolith, uh, playing Star Providence, and um, how to improve at doing that. Um, you know, obviously, there are lots of different kinds of players that are in the Star of Providence community. And Nick, you and I are pretty different. I came to Monolith as a complete shmup noob. Mm-hmm. Um, shmups and bullet hells still kind of scare me, but back before I played Star of Providence, they really scared me. I just, I, I, I found them so intimidating. You know, there's so much a noise on the screen. I didn't know how to follow it. And um, in the little bit that I dabbled, uh, I it never felt satisfying to me. I just felt really frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but Star of Providence had such a powerful allure that I decided to <laughs> try to overcome that fear and I'm so glad I did. Um, to quote Lurkermeyer on Discord recently, Lurkermeyer said, I'm glad Monolith is honestly so beginner friendly. And um, besides the fact that Lurkermeyer called Star Providence Monolith, um, I completely agree with that statement. I'm really glad that Monolith is as beginner friendly as it is, because if it wasn't, it's very possible that I would have bounced off of it and I wouldn't have been able to stick with it. So that's one thing I really appreciate appreciate about the game. Yeah, I I guess I think that is a smart move from the developers. Like making it beginner friendly is how it attracts and retains new players. Mm-hmm. What 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 was your background, Nick, before you came into Star of Providence? So for me, uh, I usually think of Star of Providence as being in the intersection between shmups and roguelikes. Mm-hmm. So that. So when it comes to roguelikes, I had a little bit of experience in that. I had played some Gungeon. I had played quite a bit of Crypt of the Necrodancer as well. I had, I didn't have quite a big collection. Like I didn't have as much experience mm-hmm. on me, but I was familiar with the genre. This was something that I had been interested in. So I I felt confident that I could tackle sort of the the mechanics of the game that sort of leaned on that. Mm -hmm. As for the shmup, I had genuinely pretty little. The only one that I had played before was uh, Ikaruga by Treasure, which is a fantastic, elegant, and beautiful shmup that can still be very challenging if you don't know what you're doing. But the difference between the two is that Ikaruga is a game in which the levels are always exactly the same, same length, same patterns, everything. It's a game that you mm. can fully memorize. Monolith, you can't. You really have to adapt and be on your feet. And that's where my roguelike experience sort of helped me sort of approach it with that mindset of I I just have to adapt to what's coming. Mm. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for that context. Mm-hmm. Um, there are lots of different paths to become proficient in Star of Providence. There's not any one way forward, which is why I wanted to ask other players for their advice. And I posed a question to the community. 
I just asked a bunch of players. Um, if you could give a bit of advice for players hoping to improve at Star of Providence, what would it be? And so a lot of them were very gracious and gave us an answer, and we're going to share those with you today. So if you are somehow uh, listening to this podcast as a new player, I hope that this advice will come in handy. I think there's a lot of really good tips and tricks from some very good monolith players in the community. So Nick, why don't you start us off? Yeah. Before I start us off, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone in the community who gave us a bit of their time, a bit of thank their, you. Yeah. Just their help and assistance. Mm -hmm. Even even if, you know, we know we're a small podcast, but we appreciate the gesture very much. Absolutely. And, and thank you to Malachi who really was the one who compiled all of these together. So, yeah, to start I, I with, appreciate that. I appreciate that everyone was willing to give me an answer, even though I just randomly reached out to you. And some of you I know better than others. So, thank you, everyone, for contributing. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a this is tr this is more of a community episode, and for that, we are very grateful to everyone. Yeah. So, to start us off with, this advice comes from a friend of mine, Paper Lore, who says, "I'd say." Try all the weapons with different keywords. Don't immediately turn yourself off of ever using a certain weapon type because you didn't like it the first time. Some keyword combinations can completely change how a weapon plays, and it's better to get a handle on how all of them function so you can work with whatever you're given. Yes, that is very good advice. Mm -hmm. um, it's also good advice for food. <laughs> try all Try food with different spices. Don't immediately say you don't like something if you only tried it once. But no, that's so true. And uh, I, I felt that in Star of Providence. You know, there are weapons I thought I didn't like, but as you try them with some different uh, keywords, you, you'll learn to love them. Very true. Uh, your turn, Malachi. So Agod uh, shared some advice. Agod said, my advice would be to not get discouraged by failure. Quite a few friends I recommended Star of Providence to enjoyed it, but kept getting thrown because they kept dying and getting the impression they won't be able to get as far as they once did. If you keep trying, eventually you are bound to succeed. No matter how impossibly lucky a run might look, you will reach and surpass it, even with your unluckiest run, if you simply keep going. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is good to remember that for as much as a lot of players might fixate on the luck of the run. It is important to emphasize that ultimately there is skill involved and that is what can turn bad runs into good runs and good runs into great runs. So yes. just because things aren't going your way, don't give up. <clears throat> yeah, no matter what, a run might go sideways. You're going to run into issues where things were going well, now they're not. And so it's important to learn how to get out of bad situations, right? And so you got to give yourself the time and opportunity to do that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. The next bit of advice comes from Lilac, aka Taylor, also a personal friend of mine, who says, my advice is basically every run is a learning process. Even if you don't finish the run, you shouldn't give up and keep playing to practice. Also, another word of advice is to turn on photosensitivity and turn off screen shake if you get overwhelmed easily. Mm. I want to say thank you very much, Lilac, for uh, having accessibility in mind and telling people like these things are available to you. Use them if you need them to. That's 
that's that's another barrier to entry that some people can have that is also worth addressing. Yeah, I think I turned screen sh- screen shake off myself. I'd have to go yeah. back and check, but I definitely turned it down. <laughs> I don't I know have if I turned it... it off completely, but I have turned it completely off. I find it distracting. Yeah, screen shake's not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a super big fan of uh, screen shake, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, we also got some advice from Coolant, who says, "I would say learning to read slash focus on negative space helps a ton with dodging. Instead of dodging bullets." Try to follow and maintain a position inside the negative space between patterns. Thinking about it that way helps me pretty frequently. This is also really good advice. It's very easy, especially when I started playing Star of Providence, I would always focus on the bullets. Mm-hmm. And this was, someone recommended a, like a shmup guide. There was like a how to play shmup guide online. And someone linked that to me. And Coolant's <laughs> advice was also in that guide. I, it wasn't coolant that gave it, but it's the that, same piece of advice. Yes, yes, and it totally—it's a very simple thing, but it totally shifted the way I was looking at the game, and it really helps a lot. So, yes, mm-hmm. great advice. Rudabega says, "Don't sleep on HP parts. Raising your max HP in the early floors of a run can help a lot if you're struggling in the later floors." Mm-hmm. Semi-related, switching weapons a lot is very helpful for gaining health. Even if you really like your current weapon, you should switch nearly every chance you get. Yes. You talked about this, or we talked about this, uh, mm-hmm. when we were talking about uh, the mechanics mm-hmm. of Star Providence. And we like we both talked about how we love this mechanic, that when you swap your weapon, you're getting health, you're getting scrap. And yeah, that is great advice from Rutabaga that doesn't matter how much you like your current weapon, it's probably going to help you more in the long run to be swapping constantly. You would have to be a very bold or very skilled player to to be able to to be able to afford ignoring that advice, let's say. Yeah. Yes. Garlyle also shared some advice. It might sound silly, but focusing on finishing is worth so much to start. When I started learning to play fast and to compete, I made the decision that my goal above all was just to see out the other side, and that mentality has won me a couple different tournaments in different games now. Trying risky stuff to speed up isn't worth much if your time is a did not finish. Also good advice there. Thank you very much, Carlisle. This next bit of advice is from Cobalt, who says, I think staying calm is probably one of the hardest but most important things about a bullet hell. At the end of the day, in a roguelike, your health is your run. So I wouldn't even worry about trying to max out damage as you learn. Just take your time, observe and remember bullet patterns, and hope to RNGs you don't get a bad room. I'd also recommend trying to explore the full floor so you learn what rooms generate and how floors generate in general. I like what Cobalt is saying here because staying calm was definitely one of the hardest things for me when I started playing Star of Providence. Um... And I think that the more I played it and the more I watched the enemies, just like Cobalt saying, the more at ease I was. And I could just kind of relax and try to have fun and not worry about every single hit, you know? Um, so yeah, great advice. Thanks, Cobalt. This this is a bit of advice from me, sort of out of script. Uh, I know that some bosses suck. I know they do. You know, fish and firewall or nightmare. These it kind of sucks and it can be demoralizing to have to face them. I would still emphasize still try and get to know them and remember them so you don't feel you're at risk of losing a run 
if you happen to get these. Just this is what boss practice is for. <laughs> Just Ice Fury uh, shared some advice as well. Stars of Provolith is knowledge and skill based, and in both areas you can benefit that by developing your flow. Every move you make bleeds into the next one, both in items and in dodging. Success is measured in your ability to maintain that flow, growing strong enough and dodging well enough to persevere through to your goal. Side note, it's why I like game speedruns so much. You can see a player's journey through the mistakes they don't make. Good runs are a culmination of what a player has done to master something, albeit not perfect, but beautifully performed. Thank you, Ice. I really like this. I do too. I think it has a very nice... Uh, poetic quality to it. Mm -hmm. And I think this also, in a sense, synergizes with Cobalt's advice, which is just stay in the flow. When you panic, mm -hmm. you tend to become hyper aware of the present and what's happening. Like, oh, I took a hit. Oh, no, I forgot I had bombs. And like, you just kind of get trapped. And it's like, stay calm. Stay with the flow of the game. Keep going mm -hmm. on. Yes. Very good advice. Yeah. Jackets says, having trouble in boss fights? Micro movements. Just tapping right or left can do so much when it comes to a lot of the more intense boss fights in the game, rather than making these huge moves to find big safe openings. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is another consistent bit of advice that we sometimes give to new players. It's like, players might be tempted to think, well, I have this dash, and I can just, you know, move all the way to the other side of the of the, of the room. And they're like, yeah, you can, but actually sometimes turns out that thanks to the negative space that Coolant just mentioned, it's actually safer to just move a little bit and just constantly move a little bit left and right. Mm -hmm. It's tricky at first because you have to be able to focus and know the patterns, but once you notice that a lot of good players, when they're fight doing boss fights, they don't make big sudden movements. They make very controlled very precise adjustments to avoid getting hit. Yeah. This is difficult or was difficult for me because, mm. you know, it kind of goes against normal video game logic. Mm -hmm. In other games, someone shoots at you, you got to get out of the way. And usually that involves a much bigger movement, you know, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's an FPS or what you're, you're, you're sliding, you're jumping, you're, you're dodging out of the way. But yeah, these micro movements, uh, that's, a different way to think about it and it can take a little while to kind of retrain your brain to do it that way mm -hmm. very good advice jackets thank you the tag master lucarso shared some advice as well lucarso says turning the hitbox on and memorizing enemy patterns is the best thing you can do like yeah you can do just fine with it off but it sure helps to actually see it <laughs> so i think this also goes well with what jacket said which is that if you when you see the ship, you think, "Oh, I'm, it's a pretty big target." But when you turn the hitbox on, you realize, "Oh, the actual thing that can hurt, get hurt is tiny," and that's why, oh, with only just a slight adjustment, you're completely safe. Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah. Their their advice does go hand in hand there. Well, a lot of the this is something I want to emphasize is that you all these sort of separate bits of advice when you collect them and put them together, you start to realize how it all comes together and how this sort of creates sort of the pool of knowledge that players have access to that helps them get good runs. Mm, yes. 
Next up, we have advice from Dialix, who is, in my opinion, one of the best players in the game right now, by far. However, he gave quite a fair bit of advice, so we have we have quite a lot to go through here. So it starts off as it depends on your skill level. New players should expect to learn the appearance and behaviors of different enemies once they've familiarized themselves with the basic mechanics. Learning what to expect from where is the most important skill to learn at this point. Other important things include learning how to bomb, where you know you maybe lack the skill to dodge yet, as well as familiarizing yourself with the weapons as well as their keywords and how they behave. Try not to pigeonhole yourself into using just a couple kinds of weapons, since all weapons can be quite powerful if you know what keywords to look for and how to use them. Don't be afraid to experiment. Again, this is echoing some of Paper Lore's advice from the very start. Yes. Uh, Dialix continues and says, Once you're mostly familiar with what the game can offer you, you can start to focus on just getting consistent at different parts of the game. You may struggle at performing well on a specific floor or against a, a specific boss, and in order to improve at these things, you need to analyze certain behaviors in your play to get better. Better managing your ammo and bombs, continuing to learn how to dodge more effectively and consistently, making wise shop purchases, etc. This is especially important if you're getting to the point where you're reaching floor six consistently, as your resources and health will be a fair amount tighter once you're there, with a sharp increase in difficulty and an absence of shops to help you along, usually. So I do appreciate that Dialix is making the effort to, to emphasize that players take a journey of getting better and there's specific mm -hmm. advice for for specific stages like advice for when you're starting advice for when you're getting better mm -hmm. and then finally dialects ends with furthermore once you find yourself beating late game bosses with some consistency you may start to notice your improvements come at smaller and smaller scales to get better you'll need to notice things room to room like if you're not killing enemies with good ammo efficiency or making robust decisions about long-term gameplay choices, like atypical choices with weapons in order to afford a shop item or to build a DIY artifact with keyword stones instead of opting for another weapon from a trove. After you get decent at the game, it becomes a game of learning how to prepare. Dialix touches on something that I find really satisfying with good roguelites, which is the game changes as you play it right mm -hmm. so in the beginning i'm trying to learn how to dodge bullets once i dodge bullets i'm trying to learn how to you know beat bosses consistently without taking as much damage and once you kind of know the game really well you know the meta of the game right mm -hmm. um, each run becomes you know you're constantly thinking how can i you know how can i tweak this a little bit so that i can have a better run and that that whole process is really enjoyable I, li I like that it's getting at the at the core of the... Okay, I'm sorry. What I like about this advice is that it acknowledges that even though the game itself might not change, the way you approach it and the way you think about it does. As you mm -hmm. acquire skills and become more knowledgeable, your focus becomes less on the fundamentals and more on long-term strategic decisions and kind of contemplating the entire state of the game all at once because so much of it is second nature at that point. Yes. 
yeah, it changes and it is really, really engaging and fun to play. And that's one of the reasons you've played Model, uh, Star Providence for how many hours now, Nick? Uh, let me do a quick check on Steam. Mm-hmm. Currently, uh, 1,359 hours. Wow. So, yeah, quite a few more than me. I'm I'm just over 500, but that's why this game has such great replayability, you know. Um, moving on to our own advice. <laughs> so when I started playing um, Star of Providence, I am not very averse to spoilers. I'm not someone who worries about spoilers. Mm-hmm. You know, you could tell me how, how a movie ends. I'm still going to enjoy watching the movie. Um, so for me, I started watching other people play before I could play myself. Part of that was I didn't have a PC, but, you know, um, I watched Squigga play. I watched Nick play. I watched Jackets play. I watched Kylaria play. So I am indebted to many streamers. And, you know, I'll say a, a public thank you to all of them because I learned a lot. Um, Squega was really patient and would answer a lot of questions. And everyone was always really willing to share advice like the advice we just read um, about, hey, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm doing that. This is my thinking, the logic behind this. And that was really, really helpful to me, especially as someone who was really new to shmups. The other advice I would give is um, get on Discord and get in the community. Uh, All the advice that we just shared was from really nice members of the Monolith community. There's lots of people that are willing to share and answer your questions. So get on in there. Um, the last thing I would say, even though this is, you know, someone out there is probably going to cringe when they hear this because they'll think it's corny, but I think it's important to think positively and encourage and believe in yourself. Um, I mean, we are talking about a video game here, but I think that this advice, um, I, I don't like seeing people when they're hard on themselves, mm-hmm. uh, even if they're just joking, because I feel like whenever someone's jokingly hard on themselves, that's actually just kind of like a tip of a tiny iceberg and they're actually probably hard on themselves, mm-hmm. um, at least in my experience. And, uh, you know, this is a small lesson that can be applied to star of Providence, but also just life in general, just be, go, go easy on yourself, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just believe in yourself and, you know, let yourself know, Hey, you can do it. You can get there. I think it is a good piece of advice in itself to say, go to the community for advice and learn from mm-hmm. them be- because more often than not people are willing to help out and explain yeah well we all love anyone that loves any video game not just star providence it's really fun to find someone who's going through what you went through and having a fun time with it and then if they have a question you know everyone's always willing to answer mm-hmm. or paying it forward because we had a lot of people give us good advice Mm-hmm. Nick, what about you? What's your advice? Uh, unfortunately, my advice is far more uh, prosaic and not quite so touching as yours. But basically, what I just wanted to say was, and I'm sorry if I repeat what others have said before, but pay close attention to how enemies and bosses behave. They are the main obstacle in this game, after all. Examine their attacks in what circumstances they perform specific attacks, how they lead and aim their shots. 
Become familiar with the timing and the tempo of their attacks. Learn how closely you can safely approach them, and eventually even how to weave in and out of their attack patterns, especially for the bosses. Doubly so for the bosses. Don't just stay glued to the bottom of the screen trying to keep as maximum distance from the source of the bullets. Sometimes the best way to avoid damage is to move forward. Now, sometimes I would just enter rooms and not fire a shot. I would instead mm -hmm. just spend a bit of time just observing enemies, seeing what they do, getting familiar with them. Just It's okay to sometimes just spend just a few runs where you're not really playing as you would, but just... Yeah. Take the time and just see what happens. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm now I'm imagining you. It's like that's like going on a run, doing a, a Star of Providence run for science. <laughs> like, okay, I'm not going to go in. I'm not going to kill any of the uh, the wildlife. I don't want to disturb this ecosystem. I'm just going to go in there and observe how things go. That's awesome, Nick. I love that advice. I, mean, I that is kind of how I learned at the very beginning how to. How to not be quite in quite such a dire situation all the time. And lastly, <laughs> Malachi here went the extra mile and decided to even ask a couple of the devs for advice as well for new players. So why don't you tell us about that? <laughs> yeah, so Flan, um, Flan gave us some advice. Flan said, not the most eloquent way of putting it, but here is some simple advice I think a lot of people overlook. It's a bit different because Star Providence is a roguelite, slash like, but I guess I'd give the same advice I would give when I was speedrunning Levelhead. Review your gameplay constantly. When you die, think about the decisions you made that run that led up to that death and whether those decisions actually helped you. Execution-wise, identify rooms, enemies, bullet patterns that you struggle with, and more importantly, identify why you struggle with them. Think of ways to get past those things you struggle with, and make sure to act out your plan when those rooms slash enemies, etc. come up. It's easy to panic in the heat of the moment and forget what your plan was. Flan goes on to say, the goal of all of this isn't just to build up a set of responses to everything you find troublesome, but to build and improve upon a set of skills that will let you tackle any aspect of the game. As you continue to reflect on your gameplay, you will find that the solutions you've come up with can be applied to other situations. You might even realize this while playing other games. TLDR, when you die, think about why and identify what you could have done instead before you continue playing. This is very wise advice from Flan. Yes. I would go one step further. I, I completely agree with this. You need to be thinking about your gameplay. If you haven't you can download obs um you can get a uh twitch account a youtube account and you can actually stream and save your gameplay um, it's easier to do it that way because then you don't have to save it to your computer you know you don't have to use up your own space but it's an easy way to do it just stream to nobody you can make the stream private you know you don't have to have anybody come in there but then you can go back and actually watch your gameplay and look at, okay, why did I just fail that time? You know, I mean, this is what um, uh, esports, this is what the people do in sports sports, mm -hmm. um, but also in esports, right? You're going back, you're looking at why did I make that decision and why did I fail? So yeah, I completely agree with Flan here. And to go even further, if you do go to the step of recording footage of your own runs to evaluate them, mm -hmm. you know, Ask a friend who plays the game or 
go to the community and be like, hey, this is my gameplay, but I'm really struggling. Can anybody help me figure out, you know, what am I overlooking or what I am I doing wrong or what am I not aware of? And so that will even give you other perspectives as to that you might not be aware of. Absolutely. Because you can make, you can evaluate yourself, but sometimes, sometimes you need that external perspective to help you see something that you might just been missing. Yeah. Yeah. No, well said. Yeah. And finally, the last bit of advice comes from Alex himself, who simply says, I haven't seen anyone who hasn't eventually beaten the game after playing it a bunch of times. Getting to know the game inevitably makes you better at it. I wouldn't say there's any more tricks to that, at least not any more than there are to other games. So ultimately, the advice would be, don't give up. Very good advice. Perseverance and commitment and dedication will pay dividends in this case. Failure is part of the process. (laughs) And just doing it again and again is also part of the process. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy for people to look at others who are successful or skilled and to feel intimidated by it or feel like that level of mm-hmm. performance is just in some way inaccessible to them. I know that feeling. But <laughs> in that moment, you forget that, well, that person probably has spent hundreds of hours failing and learning from those failures to get to the point where they are now in which they can just oh they're doing all these boss fights flawlessly they just know all you know the weapons to pick the upgrades to choose and like oh it just seems also out of my depth and it's like but it's a gradual thing over time you will learn these things the community can simply help you get there faster and help you point you towards a better direction mm-hmm. yeah so uh, a big thank you to everyone again that contributed we really appreciate it and yeah i think at the end of the day um you know we're all fellow pilots in star providence and we mm-hmm. can rely on one another to mm-hmm. achieve greater heights absolutely like to dodge more bullets <laughs> well and also just importantly to have fun with this yes yes that that, that it you know we do take this game quite seriously, but at the end of the day, this is just something that we do because we enjoy it and we like it. And as long as it's fun and we enjoy it, then that's really the thing that matters. Well said. Thank you for listening to the Star of Providence fancast. And thanks again to Arcadream, Garoslaw, for letting us use his music and sound effects in this podcast. We appreciate it. Yeah, please check out both of the Star of Providence soundtracks on Bandcamp. Unfortunately, at the time of recording, they are still listed under Monolith. So uh, in the future, that might be different. But whatever they're called, please check them out. They're excellent. If you have any comments, suggestions, questions for the show, reach out to us on Discord. And uh, we've got that link in the show description. We'd be happy to hear from you. And there you will find fellow pilots to talk with and discuss the show. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time. This is what you came for, isn't it? So be it.